0: Welcome back to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and I appreciate you joining me for another great episode to help you up your game in talent development. And today is our bonus Q&A episode with Julianne Miles, who is the head of talent at Siva Logistics. As I mentioned in our last episode, Julianne has been a member of our Talent Development Think Tank community for over two years now. She attended our first conference back in January 2020, and then joined the community when we started it in summer of 2020. And it's been great getting to know her through all that time. And I know she had a ton of value to provide to everyone involved. And hopefully you got a lot of value from listening to the first conversation we had about creating a grow from within culture. And if you haven't yet listened to that, go back and check that out. And now without further ado, here is my bonus conversation with Julianne Miles. All right, I am back with Julianne Miles, who is head of talent at Siva Logistics, and this is our bonus Q&A round. Julianne, I'm curious, when you think back across your career in talent development so far, what's been your proudest moment or one of your biggest accomplishments so far?
1: Um, I think probably when I have been able to positively influence the culture of an organization with things that I've led or been a part of. You know, I think shifting the priorities priorities of a con- company. I cannot talk through the talent kind of focus, right? So we were talking in the last podcast about you know moving to this culture of growing from within, and that's something that we're actively trying to do within Siva, right? We've we've gotten so big so fast. How do we then stop, reflect, and say, okay, we really need to look at how we're growing our our people from within. We've been so heavy on external hiring just because we were growing and we needed people that we've kind of lost our way a little bit. So how do we prioritize that? And I think that's influencing the culture, which to me is really fair, you know, where I've got great satisfaction and things that we've been able to do.
0: Yeah. And you can see you're making a difference. You're making an impact, which, which feels good. Flip side of that, Julianne, what's been one of your biggest mistakes or failures and what did you learn from it?
1: I saw this question and I was like, I've never made mistakes. What you
0: <laughs> um, you're so perfect.
1: <laughs> I would say when you not engaging stakeholders early enough in a project kind of having mm. that egotistical mindset to think that I know the answer to everything and that I've thought of everything because this is my job and I'm I'm a professional and an expert, right? Which is like big X wrong. You know, I think one of the key things I made early in the process, again, not engaging the stakeholders at the right time. I mean, I think there's a balance of you don't want to engage them too early because then, you know, it doesn't necessarily make sense or resonate, but if you wait, too late on the development aspect of it not fitting the needs of your, of your end user, right? And I think in the talent development space, if you're developing a learning program, if you don't understand the needs, which I saw you have a call coming up on needs assessment, you know, if you don't understand their needs or engage those stakeholders, then you're probably going to deliver a product that they're not, that doesn't stick, right? Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable because it's not solving their problem. So that stakeholder engagement for me, I think I've done probably more than once where, it may have been something small. And I didn't think it was important, but at the end of the day, it really is.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you want to like save them time, right? Like, I don't need them to get involved. I'll just, I'll, I know what they need. I'll just knock this mm-hmm. out. But then they don't feel like they have input.
1: Right. And then they're like, how dare you, you know, <laughs> do this? And you didn't ask me, which is exactly how I would feel if somebody did that to me. So,
0: mm. yeah, it's kind of like, I was just going to record this interview without you, but then I figured maybe I'd, I'd bring you in. mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Instead of thinking laughs> Here's what Julianne would say if she was here. <laughs> Julianne, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges in talent development today?
1: Uh, I'd say if manager and employee focus, trying to find the time. I don't have time. I know I need it and I, and I want development, but I don't have time. How do we balance that priority of, you know, and in, in, in our space, it's, it's the priority of people need this because if we don't address the issue we're going to continue to see negative consequences, whether it be turnover or safety issues, what have you. And I'm not saying, you know, those are, you know, hardcore things, but it's like, how do we get people to prioritize taking time away from their so, so busy schedules to get this, you know, development that they need when that busy schedule, they're basically going to, productivity is going to be lost for three days or whatever the timeframe is. So it's, trying to figure out how to do that balance of, I know I need it, I want to go, but I don't have time. Mm. And we've tried to come up with ways to counterbalance that. And part of it is engaging the right people. So that goes back to your last question about engaging stakeholders and planning ahead, right? If we can roll out a training schedule for a leadership class that we have nine months in advance to allow people to pick a time that they can plan around, we're more likely to have them show up than if we throw something at them with three weeks notice, right? And then engaging their manager to say this is important, this is a priority of the organization. You need to provide the support to this individual so that they can make the time and space to go, find a replacement to backfill them while they're gone. Whether it's barring whatever it needs to be to plan it for that. Those are kind of some things that we try to to work with to get around this. I don't have time. Problem network.
0: Mm, that makes sense. That is sort of I think the greatest paradox in talent development these days is that the number one thing everyone says they want is more development opportunities, and then they don't have time for any of them. So like you said, how do you figure out how to address that and and help people really prioritize and then do things that fit in their schedule? Julianne, what would you say is one of the biggest trends that you're following in talent development today?
1: I think creativity and delivery, you know, really leveraging some of the new things that are available about making training engaging and learning engaging, you know, Even just your basic e-learning is not what it was three years ago. There's so many things that are out there that can make it more exciting and engaging to to an end user. So we've got a great team here that do a lot with media. We're leveraging podcasts to kind of educate internally. We've got some high production videos that they've been able to produce, which is kind of changing the face of what learning looks like you know, we do, we do your traditional face-to-face opportunities as well, but how can then we then make that engaging versus death by PowerPoint, right? Three days right. of looking at PowerPoint slides. So I would definitely say, you know, finding new ways of how we can creatively deliver the message and then also leveraging technology to make it stick. So it's one thing to go to the program and, and have that kind of initial exposure to whatever it is that, you know, we're trying to share, but learn, etc. But how do we then follow that up with making it stick, whether that's you know, continued engagement through a team site? Or is it these nudges that we need to be sending out? Is there follow-up activities that we're going to follow through on? So that we're currently looking at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Juliana, is there a book or a TED Talk that's made a big impact for you or that you uh, recommend?
1: I don't like this question because I feel like it makes me look bad. I don't like reading. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love reading and I say reading in quotes because I love audiobooks. Because I'm in the car all the time, as we may have talked yeah. about in my last, you know, our last discussion about my ridiculously nutty schedule with kids. Yeah. And-
0: you know, I'll- audiobooks count as books.
1: Well, my husband says they don't. He's like, "You're not reading; it's not a book." I'm like, "I'm listening."
0: I'm so, so much I- judgment I- in that statement. There's, I, I think, know. audiobooks count as books.
1: <laughs> do too? I think it's just everybody should be in awe of my multitasking skills. But anyway, I don't like to read or listen to books about development. I like real life. Yeah. Right. So I mm. think of things like the talent development think tank community. That's where I learn and find value in these things. So when you say, you know, is there a book or a TED talk that's yeah. me? no, because I haven't read one, nor have I watched a TED talk. But, the, you know, the think tank is what does that for me. And that's where I get the input.
0: I like that. You know, just to be clear from a mindset perspective, it's not the question that makes you look bad. It's how you decide to answer the question. <laughs> so instead of saying, hey, I don't read books, you could just say, listen, I get a lot more value from networking and connecting with other people in the space. So I focus my time on that. I don't need your silly books. I just need the think tank.
1: If you can take any book and turn it into a conversation, I'm there. I just, to me, it's more real and it's more relevant when I'm yeah. engaging with a person one on one or in a group yeah. set versus reading something and then trying to figure out what they're trying to say and how does yeah. that fit into my.
0: Yeah i 'm yeah. with you, I, I do like to read books, but I think I and listen to podcasts, but I still think I learn the most just from talking to other people who are doing right. the things, right? That's where you get a lot of value being a social person myself. Okay, last question for you, Julie, and for those out there, others in talent development who are looking for ways to advance their career and achieve more success, uh, what's one more piece of advice you would give?
1: Build a network. You know, this goes back to, you know, previous question, but you know I tell this to my team all the time is, you need to have that external network of people that you can reach out to for anything, really, to, to you know, bounce an idea off of. If you're looking in the job market, they're a great resource to kind of give some insight into other locations or, or opportunities. It's just, to me, that's the most valuable thing you can have is a network of people to help you in whatever way you need help with. The other thing I'll add is, and, and I'll say this again, is knowing control versus influence. Right. Don't spend time on things that you can't influence or control. Spend more time on, you know, the things that you can control so that you're not getting frustrated um, trying to make changes where change can't be made.
0: I like that. Focus your energy on things that are within your control. And you know, I'm all about a network. I think there's nothing that's been more essential to my career success and I know for you and others I have two chapters about networking in my book Own Your Career Own Your Life it's so important. Okay speaking of that last last question Julianne you've been a member of the Talent Development Think Tank community since pretty much the beginning when we started it in summer of 2020 you've been a, a very active member over the years and I'm just curious as you talked about networking and connections what has the community done for you and for anybody thinking about joining it you know why should they think about it?
1: I feel like it's really made me A deeper practitioner, if that makes sense. Hmm. I think about where I was when I joined the community and I was, I don't want to say dipping my toe in the deep, you know, kind of in the talent space. I'd done so much in recruiting. I was on the early side of my talent development career and really just holistically talent career that the, the community really opened up my eyes to so many different facets that I hadn't thought about or considered and as I look at the role I have now, which is really looking at all things talent, talent acquisition, talent development, talent management, I've been able to pull so many great nuggets of, of information and snippets and, and feedback. It makes it more cohesive for me in my current role. I can get a little bit of something from everybody, whether it's, hey, has anybody ever worked in, was the question I asked the other day? I forget now, but the Slack group has been really helpful to me because I ask questions and ask for feedback all the time. Onboarding. Who's done onboarding? What are some of the key things you've looked from an onboarding perspective? Or skills matrix. Has anybody successfully implemented this in your organization? Because I need to pick your brain. You know, stuff like that. To me, it's, I'm not starting from ground zero. I can start halfway through because I've been able to garner so much from the group of people that are in the community.
0: Yeah. And we have some great people in the community who have done some stuff. We've got a lot of experience in there. It's not like a bunch of newbies. Not that we don't welcome less experienced members as well, but that's great. I really appreciate that, Juliet. I've appreciated having you as a member over the last couple of years. I'm excited that you're coming to our next conference in February. I'm looking forward to seeing you and giving you a hug there and keeping in touch between now and then. So thanks again for joining.
1: Absolutely. Thanks,
0: Andy. All right. Take care. All right. That will do it for my bonus Q&A with Julianne Miles, who is head of talent development at Siva Logistics. I hope you got value from that conversation. Of course, at the end there, Julianne mentioned that she has been a member of the talent development think tank community for quite some time. If you are interested in joining the community, we'd love to have you. Our website is tdtt.us. That's tdtt.us. And we are hosting a conference in February of 2023, February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. And you can find all the information for that on our website as well. Just go to tdtt.us slash conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you will tune in again next week. we have another great episode and conversation coming to you. My friend Jorge Quesada is joining to talk all about the intersection of DEI and talent development